0: Welcome to Blue Bloods College Game Time. A true Blue pod production. Quarterback draw, he's gotta run through him at the first down. Watch out! He's got getaway speed! Touchdown! That game on last night had me sweating. I couldn't believe it. It was college game time, a couple of blue bloods out competing. College game day, Saturdays, mid-time players making plays. All I really need is another weekend, full of back-to-back games, just me and my friends. Man, I love college, college football, I love March Madness, man, I
1: love college.
0: Yo, yeah. welcome to another episode of the Blue Bloods College Game Time Podcast. Championship weekend is over.
1: It's Trey Smith. And it's your boy, Brandon Holmes. Welcome to Blue Bloods College Game Time, a podcast for the fans, by the fans. Also, um, Big e, Big Ten outright champion, Ooh. Brandon Holmes. The University of Michigan, Ooh. man. First time since 2004. Smackdown yesterday, 42 to. to and we still got areas to clean up. Hey, I'll tell you this, though. I'll tell you
0: why I'm excited right now is because Arkansas finally got that New Year's Day bowl that I've been predicting and screaming for. Uh, In fact, at the midnight hour, I posted a video up projecting them playing either Wisconsin or Penn State, and they drew Penn State in the Outback Bowl, as I mentioned. Also, just fresh off the press, uh, Jaden Hazelwood, former number 1 receiver in the country who mm-hmm. uh, has been playing at OU, led the team in receptions this past season. He entered the transfer portal after the Lincoln Riley news and as of Sunday, he's committed to the Razorbacks. Anyway, so <laughs> we'll get to uh we'll get to these bowl games because really B. Holmes this whole episode we're going to talk about the bowl matchups. And as we talk about the bowl matchups, we'll be talking about championship weekend, how things yes, played out. Uh, real quick, if you are not subscribed, Please hit subscribe right, right now. now. Subscribe right now. to our channel. A lot of positive momentum right happening. Now. If you're just listening on one of the platforms, we thank you so much. Please send this and share it with somebody. Like us yes. on iTunes or or Apple Podcast or Spotify, whatever you may be using. And if you want to see our ugly mugs, come come head over to our YouTube channel. It's uh, Blue Bloods CGT. All right, B Holmes. I- I'm not even trying to waste any time. Like, let's just get into this bowl. Discussion. Let's go for it. Yep. Okay. Ooh. Bowl game slash championship weekend. So, starting off, we're gonna start with the CFP, and we let, let's just start there. The top four we had: Bama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. We got Bama matched up with Cincy, Michigan matched up with Georgia. Before we even talk about these games, what do you think about that top four and how they were? How they were uh, seated or placed or whatever ranked.
1: Um, so I I kind of figured once Bama put it on Georgia the way they did, they would probably get the number one. Um, I thought that it could be intertwined between them or Michigan. I just knew the committee wasn't going to give us a. I I don't love it because I knew the committee wasn't going to give us Bama Georgia back to back. Correct. Part of me is like most they think most people won't watch it part of me thinks it's the ESPN has a deal with the SEC, I believe. Yeah. So a part of me was like, okay, of course, they're going to try to set this up to get an SEC final because they love the SEC. So, I mean, I think it is what it is. I'm more glad than anything that Cincinnati didn't get hosed in this. Um, it would have been interesting if Oklahoma State would have did. Man, they lost by a game of inches yesterday, yeah. game of inches. game of inches. It would have been interesting what would have happened if they would have won but um this is what i will say though this is what i will say i think this has been the most non-predictable year of college football um because we thought georgia would have was would have been the constant i think everybody for the most except for me last week i did say it wouldn't surprise me if alabama won this game i did i did say i did say that last week um nick saban is a genius but Anything can happen, man. It just looks like one of those years where I'm happy with how it... I mean, the committee kind of had an easy pick on how to do it. I'm happy with the seedings. Um, I don't think anybody's like the outright they're going to dominate. I think we could possibly see some upsets. I think we could see a Michigan-Alabama final. I think we could see a... Uh, Alabama-Georgia rematch. But I actually, man, based upon how the situation is going and based upon which Bama team shows up, now we know they get two weeks to prep for this, two or three weeks to prep for this game, and, man, nobody's a better prep for if you give him this much time than Nick Saban. No. But it depends which Bama shows up. Um, Cincinnati is not low on talent. And, that, you know, as the underdog, if they get enough, you know, enough early in the game, they they might think they can hang around. And, you know, they're going to come in with a chip on the shoulder. They lost by three to Georgia last year. Uh, Desmond Ritter's been playing good football. Uh, Their running back Ford is actually a Bama transfer. Um, so he's not like just some three-star yeah, kid some that they slouch. picked from, right. from Youngstown, Ohio. No, this kid played at, at, at Bama, just transferred for playing time. Um, and then the guy that got on the, um, on the other side of the ball, the DB from Detroit, I forget his name, but he's good. So, you know – Here's what I will say. It wouldn't shock me if it was something weird like Cincinnati in the championship game. Like I'm excited for this because I just don't know who's gonna win. There's no like, once Georgia lost the way they lost yesterday, I kind of lost like the whole Georgia's automatically going to the final. I think they're gonna have to earn it. Oh yeah. I think I think them playing Michigan. I. This is what I'm not saying. Michigan's going to win, right? And this isn't like a homer opinion. This is what I feel about it, truthfully. Everyone talks about Michigan's run game, but they—I don't think people understand how much speed they really do have on the outside, like how much talent really is uh, in the wide receiver position. And I think if it comes down to quarterback play between Bama, I mean between Georgia and Michigan, I like Cade McNamara better than Stetson Bennett. Oh, I just do. I like Cade. He's cool. He's calm, collected. He doesn't have gaudy numbers, but he's super intelligent. He doesn't really turn the football over much. I think he has four interceptions in the entire year. Um, so, I don't know, Trey. I think this is this could be one of those Cinderella once-in-a-lifetime. Wow. Could you believe we have a Cincinnati versus Michigan uh, national championship? <laughs> or it could be your typical, ah, man, we got Bama versus Georgia again. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm interested to see how everything kind of plays out. Well,
0: I don't see... I just don't see any chance Cincinnati has of winning that game against Bama. Now, I know Bama's uh one of their top receivers, it was reported Sunday, Meach towards ACL, yeah. Like what do they call him, Meach? What do, I don't Yeah, Meach yeah. I think. And uh he went down in the SEC Championship. But let's let's talk about the SEC Championship for a second. It really exposed Georgia. However, what other team has what Bama has to be able to expose Georgia in the way that they expose them. Now, a team I, that immediately comes to mind is Ohio State. But then you just alluded to the fact people don't understand how much speed Michigan really does have out there on the edges. So, that we'll see what happens there. But as far as the SEC Championship goes, it was a disappointing performance. I think there is this mental block with Kirby mm-hmm. Smart when it comes to Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, when I look at these top four teams, really the only coach that I believe in my gut is not intimidated by Nick Saban is Jim Harbaugh. Because he's the only one that has comparable like skins on the wall to where like he doesn't look at what Saban's accomplished and where I'm sure he has tremendous respect for it. He's mm-hmm. not intimidated by it. He's not yeah. going, oh, oh. Not because he's won six national championships or whatever it is himself or seven, whatever Saban's at now. It's really because Harbaugh played a decade and a half in the league. Uh, had tremendous success as a player at Michigan, had success in the league. Then he goes and rebuilds programs at the collegiate level, takes them to tremendous success. Then he goes to the NFL, has tremendous success, coaches in a Super Bowl. Now he's back where you know he belongs, the Michigan yeah. man, which I'm so happy, by the way. If I don't get a chance to say it again, I'm so happy he's had the season that he's had and that Michigan's doing what they're doing because I love seeing Jim Harbaugh as Michigan's head coach. Um, yeah, same. But I think he's not looking at Saban going, "Oh no, oh no." And I'm not yeah. saying like Fickle and Kirby are scared of him. I just think there is a little bit of a mental, conscious or subconscious, like intimidating, like, mm-hmm. "Man, this this is the goat right here." Like, right, this is right. that dude. And and for right. Kirby, he's going like, "This was, you know, this is my mentor." And and Fickle's going, "Man, this is this is what I'm aspiring to be like to become, one day." Yeah. But. Alabama Cincy. I was thinking about this, B. Holmes, Luke Fickle. Is he not living in real life the EA NCAA 14 dream (laughs) that, like, we all have in our dynasties? Yes. I mean, for real, he's taken over a mid tier team, rebuilt them. Had like a quick one-year turnaround. I think won four games his first year and then Mm -hmm. 11 his second year, something like that. He's he's won 11 games back to back to back. Finally gets over the hump, goes undefeated, wins the conference, gets into the CFP just before his team joins a Power 5 conference. I'm literally thinking back to when I was in middle school or high school and I had this dynasty with uh, Florida Atlantic. And (laughs) it was on, I think, This was back on like PlayStation 2 maybe, so I don't remember which year of NCAA it was, but it was definitely on the PS2. And I built this dynasty at FAU, bro, and I'm just winning year in, year out. And finally, I didn't even know this was a feature in the game, but I yeah. got this alert after one of my seasons, and it and says... Want to bump you up. Yes, it says, <laughs> you've been invited to join the Southeastern Conference, yes or no? And I'm going, wait, what? This is right. crazy. <laughs> and I think they ended up taking that feature out when they allowed you to user control to what your conferences yeah. are. But I still had the same mentality where I would take over this mid-major team, be like, all right, I'm going to build them up. And then in my right. brain, I'm like, oh, we're getting all... we, we You know, me and you, we come up with all these right. narratives when we're <laughs> playing through the <laughs> dynasty. And uh, uh, I'm looking at Luke Fickle going, man, he's living it in 3D because since he's about to move to the Big 12, he's gone undefeated, won the conference, gets in the CFP. I just don't see a way of them beating Bama. Uh, Bama wins that game. And honestly, another thing I I feel like they have going against them, go look at the Cotton Bowl scores um, since it's been a New Year's Six game. And especially the years it's been a CFP game. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there may have been one game in the last seven, eight years, however many it's been, where it was actually not a blowout. And the reason why I remember is because I'm usually there. (laughs) I've been to, like, (laughs) most of them. And the ones that Bama played in, which I think they played against Michigan State one year when it was a CFP game... Just Mm -hmm. dominated them. Uh, I think Baylor, Michigan State one year was really good. And I think Wisconsin, Western Michigan, maybe. I don't know how close that one ended up finishing. But anyways, other than that, it's usually blowout. So that's another thing going against Cincinnati. Uh, Getting to the Orange Bowl, Michigan, Georgia. First off, hats off to Michigan, as I've already said. I mean, they dominated Iowa. I believe they deserve to be the number one team going into this thing. It's probably a good thing that they're not just on account that this kind of gives them something they can have a, a chip, chip on, on the their shoulder. shoulder about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, and even if they would have been number one, they would have just dropped Georgia to number four. So right. to your a, point, they we're weren't gonna Georgia. they weren't gonna have a rematch the next the first round. Right? right. They're, they're they're setting that up for either the second round the uh, the national championship or or not at all. Now with Michigan. They definitely have the quarterback advantage. I also feel like I feel like they have the coaching advantage. Um, I just like Harbaugh. I know he's he's had some tough times or kind of hit yeah. some hit some valleys uh, in his time at Michigan, particularly last season. I mean, this was kind of like a make or break year for him. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I just watching that team kind of late in the fourth quarter like they're just rolling I mean they just it it just seems like he's he's got this culture going and that team has an energy around it where um they're doing a lot of good things however Kirby Smart dude he's a dog yeah he coaches the dogs he's recruited some dogs and and he's gonna get things right the question is does he stick with his walk-on quarterback um And will his defense show up? Granted, it's not against, uh, what's the transfer from Ohio State that just
1: caught it over the, yes, the receiver, is it Jameson Williams? Jameson Williams, yeah.
0: I mean, my goodness, just catch it right over the middle of the field and boom. Like I texted a buddy, I said, you can't coach that. You know, (laughs) run fast, (laughs) run fast to the end zone. That's all
1: I need you to do. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I think in my unexpert opinion that the way Michigan plays is a really good matchup, like really plays into Georgia's defenses strengths, Mm -hmm. Right obviously Alabama came out and they were throwing the quick screens shout out to my boy Reed he's a big uh Bama guy like been a Bama guy like born and raised Bama guy uh was t- was talking to me about it earlier this week he's like man we just got to get to the we got it we got to get to our quick screens to set up deep shots and da da And that's basically what they did mm-hmm. um but Michigan right their style has been we're going to come right at you and, and and hit you in the mouth and that's Georgia invites that style of play. That's what they want. They they invite that. So I'll be curious to see what Michigan's game plan is. If there's one thing you can say about Harbaugh, like he usually has a on-point game plan. It just sometimes just come down to execution and poor quarterback play. Like as a Michigan man, like would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I think – well, I think, yeah, they have – this is where I say – This is what I think about the game. You're right. I think we play right into Georgia's strength, which is our run game. They want to punch you in the mouth. We want to punch you in the mouth. I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think – this is what I think. Iowa doesn't have the type that Georgia has. So I think – I think – This was a good first test where Michigan said, okay, if y'all are going to commit to stopping a run – we're gonna go in the bag if I'm supposed to get on top of you and expose for some big time play. So you know, we hit. I call it that. He's like our changeup. He's our curveball. You put Blake Corum in there with J.J. McCarthy. Now you got speed running the the speed option. Now Georgia has dogs that can get mm. there, right? But I think Josh Gaddis. I think he's the X factor in this in this game. Our offensive coordinator. If he mm-hmm. continues to call the games like he's been calling the last half of the season. I, I I'm not saying we're going to win. I like where we're at in the position. Now, here's the thing I get nervous about with Georgia. If you let them get rolling early, it's going. You're in for a long day. And that that tight end they got, that man, that kid's a monster. He's only a freshman. If I was him, I'd sit out my next two years and just wait till I'm eligible to go to the draft. Um, like he is just yeah. insane. But this is what I will say though. If if Michigan can stop the run, which we're committed to doing, this is where I feel like it's our ace of spades, our ace in the pocket. Um, Jaren Prince said he's going to talk trash to me for the next two weeks, so whatever. I'm going to get my rocks off on my team because it's our podcast. Um, this is what I like, though, Trey. Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo. Yeah, Those two dudes, those two bookends – Make it virtually look. We made C.J. Stroud, even though, and people are gonna say C.J. threw for three hundred. C.J. looked pedestrian throwing for three hundred. He had a couple, he had a couple nice, but he was scrambling for his life that whole day. Petrus last night at Iowa. I mean, it was it was it was tough sledding for him. So I I think this much. This is why I like this Michigan team better than any Michigan team I've probably liked in my entire fandom of Michigan. They're together. They're all bought in. Mm-hmm. The unity is strong. The momentum is strong. And in a game, in a college football game where everybody's more so like pass happy and bend don't break, that's the kind of defense you got to have. Mm-hmm. When you have two top, when you have two first round defensive ends, pass rushing, complete defensive ends, because David Ajabo not you no know, slouch on playing the run. He's gotten better as the year gone has gone around. I think that makes it really tough for anybody you want to play. Anybody you want to play. It plays – so I think it's going to come down to who does not make the mistake – who makes the mistake first. Right. Who's going to make the interception? Who's going to make the special teams miss Q, And who's – you know, I, I think it comes down to that. And whoever capitalizes off that I think wins this game. Um, I can see Georgia doing what they're doing. But – and I know we, we, we opened up as the underdog. I just don't think Michigan is – nationally has gotten its just due – for what they have done this year I think people are kind of like ah oh, it's the Big Ten uh, I mean Ohio State because yeah, if I don't know if you noticed the national media changed the tune on how good Ohio State was once we oh, yeah. beat them yeah. you know once we beat them ah uh, you know they, 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 they didn't have the typical Bosa guy on the defensive end and the linebacker core was weak when just the week before it was when they blew Michigan State out the water, oh, here yeah. comes Ohio State again. They're sending a message. at the right time. They're sending a message. Yeah. And we, I mean, we dominated them. Yes. Uh, you know, they're not that strong. They ha- so, I don't think, unless you've particularly watched Michigan all year, I think people will be shockingly surprised how good they are. And I think Josh Gaddis has, El you Hardball. Know, Harbaugh. Harbaugh's an amazing game plan. Like I said, it's come down to execution and quarterback play. I think they have enough up their sleeve, trick play, big play, and we have enough big play potential as well on that on that team and talent. That um, and they're playing for each other. That's the thing that has yeah. me convinced. They're truly like, let's make this a special year, and they've done it. They believed in themselves, and so could Georgia win? I believe so. I mean, I'm not gonna bet against my team. I'm gonna. I think. I think we can beat. I think we can win the whole thing. I'm just going to go out and say it. I, do I, think we, I think we could win the whole thing. If we beat Georgia and we play Bama in the final, I'm not intimidated by Bama. Like you said, I don't think Harbaugh's intimidated by, by Bama. Mm-hmm. And I think us versus Bama, I actually wanted Bama to, I, w- I would have rather played Bama first because I like our matchup against Bama. Yes, because we proved we know how to contain the speed. If they have just one Jamison Williams, we just play Chris Olave, Jackson Smith and right. Jigba, yeah. and Garrett Wilson. and Guys shut that, that kept that down. him off the field. Right. We sh- we yeah. so we we shut that. So I'm not concerned about that. I so I just like our defense, man. I like the bookends, Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo. Those are the wild cards in every game we play. If they get to the quarterback, you're in for a long day. and well, and, um,
0: and that's the thing. Even if even if. I don't think Kirby will, but even if he makes a quarterback change, isn't that five-star that's on the bench right JT now? JT Daniels. He's not real mobile. No. So you either gotta you either gotta go with your guy that's somewhat mobile, which I don't want to harp on it, but I felt like he had more opportunities to scramble and, and get yards in that game that he just did he just passed up. But I I'm with you. Like just as easily as I could say. What Michigan does offensively is what Georgia's defense, in, defense invites you to do. You mm-hmm. could say the exact same thing. Like Michigan's defense right now is licking their chops too. Right. They're watching Alabama like what Alabama did. Go know, we can do that. So, oh, we yeah, can do that. We, we can, can do that. that same thing. So <laughs> I'm excited for that game. I'm way more excited for that game than I am Alabama-Cincinnati. Uh, I'm going to pick probably, which let me say this, listeners – viewers we are going to be doing a bowl mania pick okay a blue blood cgt bowl mania pick and we'll have a prize for the first place winner as long as you're subscribed to our youtube channel yes sir uh once we get that set up we'll blast that out on all our socials and uh we just it's i mean it's free it's like it's an espn bowl mania like hop in submit your picks you know if you're listening to this you're gonna have <laughs> picks, so you may as well submit them to our Might Blue well Blood cgt right. one and uh get a chance to win a prize but and even in this episode, we're going to talk about CFP. I, I didn't mention this earlier, B Holmes, but we're going to talk about CFP. We're going to talk about New Year's Six, and we're going to talk about New Year's Day, and then probably be out of time at that point. Yeah, uh, we don't want to do a two-hour episode talking about bowl games the like Liberty Bowl, um, <laughs> ECU versus Boston College. So you know, no one cares about that. Okay, but if I, when it comes down to it, I'm probably going to pick Bama. And then I'm probably going to pick Michigan. One of those games I'm going to be picking with my brain and one of those games I'm going to be picking with my heart. So, and that's, um, but not so, but I also, I mean, I really believe Michigan can beat Georgia. Yeah, I do too. So, okay. I've also been doing this podcast with you for the last 14 weeks. So, (laughs) and I've known you for the last 12 years. So I obviously have, I feel some sense of loyalty to Michigan. Can we go New Year's six now? Yeah, let's go New Year Six, man. Let's go New Year Six, starting with the Peach Bowl. Okay, we've got Michigan State versus Pitt, the Pitt Panthers, which, by the way, the Pitt Panthers last night mm. really took it to Wake Forest. The highlight play of the game was the Kenny Pickett fake slide. Fake I don't slide. know if you saw that. I saw it. Oh, okay, I knew it was kind of during the same time as yeah. Actually, I don't even know if your game had kicked off yet, but he hit that fake slide and the first thing I thought was, I'm surprised that's not a flag. And then of course, right. the national discussion on Sunday has been should that be a flag or not. Um, but it did kind of remind me of like a uh, a version of and one, like a football version. at right. And one. I don't know if you remember ever watched the Chappelle show. He had a, he had a <laughs> skit where it was and one, uh, in other sports. Right. And like to me, Kenny Pickett, you just made Dave Chappelle's and one football, uh, highlight tape. So I think this game comes down to if Kenny Pickett's going to play. True. I think if he plays, it's a blowout. I think Pittsburgh wins that game, man.
1: B- yeah, no. If you if say Kenny blowout, Pick- huh? If Kenny Pickett plays, it's a blowout. Michigan <laughs> State has the worst pass defense in in the country. Like, and I, 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 I first, I just don't like Michigan State. I'm not even gonna hide it. Like, I can't stand them. I hate them. And they're they're really one. Pl- this is so. This is why I think some people always don't like college football because in college football, if you have one dynamic player, like they can really win you about eight games sure. on, on, on their own. Kenneth Walker is the reason why Michigan State has won eight, and you know, how many games. Yeah. I'll put it like this. Mel Tucker betted some of that signing bonus. He should be donating some of that to, to <laughs> Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker a, NIL. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's the only reason he just got $95 million. Listen, I watch, You know, I'm the Big Ten guy here. I watch a lot of Big Ten football. I watch a lot of Michigan State. They're really not that good. Kenneth Walker has made them look a lot better. And we know what it is in any football. Like, if you can establish the run, people creep up to stop the run. And yeah. then you can expose people. And so Jalen Reed and, and Naylor, they're, they're good receivers. But they, they've they been there for forever. So it's like, and Peyton Thorne's not a great quarterback. Kenneth Walker makes that offense hum. Yes. But that defense, that secondary, I mean, listen, we know Pitt doesn't have – Ohio State quality receivers. But everybody who's tested that secondary has chopped them up badly. And, that, and right. uh, somebody said I think Jesse Palmer said he was like, if I if I'm Kenny Pickett, I play this game to prove to everybody why I should be the number one quarterback coming off the board. Mm. Like if you if you if you're trying to prove why they should take you over Matt Corral, I play Michigan State. Uh, okay, so let me um
0: let me give you a little something to chew on here about Kenny Pickett. First off, just let me say this shout-out. He did surpass Dan Marino for career touchdown passes on Saturday night and threw his 80th. Um, I think he may have threw another one as well, but he he surpassed. Him and Dan Marino were tied at 79. That was the only record he did not have sole possession of, uh, passing records that is, in Pitt school history. So Mm. Hall of Famer like Dan Marino, he just surpassed um, and is now – the sole passing leader on all passing records in school history. Here's what I want to throw out there. If Kenny Pickett was surrounded by two first round receivers, a second round receiver and a first round running back, you know (laughs) what we call him? Joe Burrow. Mm. Here's your hot take. Mm. Think about it. If he had Jordan Jefferson, Jamar Chase, mm. was it Tolliver? What was the?
1: Uh... Yeah, well, Chase played
0: remember. the slot, but there was the other guy out on the e- out on the edge because uh, Jefferson and I think Tolliver. I can't remember the guy's name. He went second round. I think he's on the Panthers mm-hmm. right now. But they were on the they were on the edges, and then and Jamar Chase was in the slot, and then Clyde Edwards Alaire was the running back. And then the type of protection he had up front. Just something to think about. Um, Now, am I saying that he deserves to be the number one pick overall and that he's going to go do the same thing that Burrow's done so far in the NFL? No. However, I think if you watch both of them play and you look at their frame and you see how they play the game, like Burrow used to do at LSU, all of a sudden he'll he'll hit you for a 40-yard touchdown run. You know? Yeah. Yeah. man-covered, whatever it is. He takes off, and you're going, oh, dang, okay. I mean, He's not that athlete. either one of them are Lamar Jackson, but they will make a play with their legs. Right. They're both about 6'3", 6'4", 220. Um, I'm not a quarterback guru. I'm just a fan, right? That's what we call this podcast. Yeah. We're for the fans, by the fans. So as a fan, when I'm watching Kenny Pickett, which I really was able to like intently watch him uh, Saturday night, I was like... This is like Joe Burrow 2.0, except for he doesn't have two first-round receivers, a second-round receiver, and a first-round right. running back. Um, right. So, I've got Pitt beating like Michigan that. State. Um, let's go Fiesta Bowl. So, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, who do you like? What do you think about this matchup? I know for me – uh I'll just go ahead and say this. I want Marcus Freeman to do well at Notre Dame as their Absolutely. head coach. I am not a Notre Dame fan, Um, but I want him to do well. And I think if he can win this game, it will really set at least – I just feel like if he loses this game, he'll already have people, you know, Ooh. well, should we have done this or should we have tried Ooh. to go get Urban Meyer? Should we – I mean, or oh, he's just a placeholder. Like I don't want right. this hire to be a placeholder. Cause you saw that video of how the mm-hmm. team reacted when he was officially announced to them as head coach. If you hadn't seen that, go go look it up on social media. I know I've retweeted it, I think yeah, B. I've Holmes has retweeted it at It's Trey Smith. If you hadn't already seen it, I mean the team just goes crazy for him. And if I read correctly, no assistant followed Brian Kelly to LSU. No. They all stayed. Good old Chip Kelly oh gosh, and his Lord. family that
1: down there accent. in LSU. That was so <laughs> terrible. That was so. He deserved every bit of Twitter fly, flames. And he, he got. got it, too. He every got bit it. of it. Every bit of it. Every, it annoyed the crap out of me. It was so bad. It was so bad. So, but man. I, I just, I
0: think that a lot of Notre Dame brass and a lot of Notre Dame fans, when that, when he left, kind of had this expectation of going and getting this Urban the Meyer type splash hire, and they decided to promote from within. And I, I see how the team reacted. I'm going, man, I don't want this to just be some like placeholder type deal. Like I want this yeah. guy to do well. I want him to win, except for when he's playing Arkansas. And I just, I don't know,
1: Oklahoma State. They just are who they are, right? Um. (laughs) Spencer Sanders, man, interception machine. My man gives out interceptions like he's Oprah. You get in one. You get a pick. You get a pick. You get a pick.
0: Which, that Baylor defense is no slouch. And we're about to talk about them, but that Big 12 championship, that was the best game, like pure football game of championship weekend, in my opinion. And if you didn't see it, I threw a little video up on our YouTube talking about Baylor's secret weapon, who... uh, who ended up playing really well, um, linebacker. Uh, and then of course they got Jalen Petrie, who was big 12 defensive player of the year. And, um, they just, they showed out. And when they needed to stop the most, they got it it, through, they got it it at at inches, uh, inches away from, so I like Notre Dame in this game. I want Notre Dame to win this game because of their head coach. What, What about you? Yeah. I
1: want Notre Dame to win. I mean, uh, new coach Marcus, man, I, I'm just gonna be. I'm, I'm just gonna go there with this man. Anytime you get a, a, a African American male that gets a big time head coaching gig, I'm rooting for the guy, man. Sure. I'm rooting, especially at an institution like Notre Dame. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, I think Ty Willingham was Willingham. like the last one, and I mean he didn't have a good tenure. But I, I remember being young when he getting hired, how big of a deal that was in in the community at the time. Like this right. this black male got a job at Notre Dame, the head football coach at. To this day, Notre Dame's one of the most prestigious universities, one of the biggest brands in the country. And to see a young guy like Coach get that, man, I'm 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 rooting for, like I said, except for when he plays for Michigan. Like that's the only time I, I don't want him to win. But I want him to do well. I think um I loved how the team reacted to him. I think it this could be a huge. I hope it works out because this could be one of those things for him where this becomes he's the head coach there for a very long time. Yeah. Um oh, yeah. This this could be one of those things where it's like you're looking up 12, 15 years from now, and he's still there. Um, I like, And then I also like him for this, and I know I'm supposed to talk about the game, but no, I'm going to put this caveat. I, I like him for the fact that, man, he brings a younger youthful feel to that Notre Dame program. I think that's going to help them on the recruiting trail. Um, I think, you know, from him being kind of in that system, he understands the type of kid you're going to get um, and how to get them, mm-hmm. but also relate. Um And so, man, I'm super excited about that. Like, that made me happy as a black man to see, like, oh, wow, this guy got an opportunity at Notre Dame. And I'm definitely rooting for him. I want him to do well. Now, back to the game portion of it. I think they could beat Oklahoma State. I think um we'll, we'll see if Kyle Hamilton play. I don't think he's going to play. I think he's kind of opting out for the rest of the season to the draft. He's, like, number six on Mel Kuyper's big board. Mm. He's supposed to be a top ten pick this year playing safety. But I think Notre Dame... The way Spencer Sanders, Oklahoma State's quarterback, has been throwing interceptions, I don't trust him. The way they've been turning the football over, I don't trust him. I think it's going to be a defensive slug or not, and then it's going gonna, gonna to come down to see how Sanders plays. Um, and I think the way this team got juiced up for coach um, mm-hmm. uh, Notre Dame, I think they're going to be kind of ready um, to go out and, and prove why they want him to be. It's kind of like the – at a Coach O thing that happened a couple years ago, where yep. they're about to fire Coach O, and everybody yep. steps up, and they you know they end on that, Yeah, they. Ra- I kind of get that same sense like the players are gonna rally around him, and this is why I think he's gonna do well. Um, and then we can move on. This is why I think he's gonna do well in that space. Most of those guys that are on their team do not come from environments where Notre Dame is. Mm. You know they that some of them do most of them probably don't come from a Notre the typical kid that goes to Notre Dame yeah. and to have a guy that's in the CEO seat mm-hmm. that talks your language that's relatable to you that understands that can help you navigate that's a different type of bond that you you don't you only get being a certain person um to say right. it that way and I think I think that's going to help them. Honestly, bring some more talent to Notre Dame. Um, yeah. bring go after some kids. They probably now we know they still have the 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 academic hurdles they have to go over. But I think that's going to open them up into some living rooms they never would have mainly got in before. And I think these guys are. I don't. I think. I think the best scenario I saw that said it. The best uh, metaphor was like Brian Kelly was like a CEO who just had all the right people in place, and he just kind of conducted the orchestra. Marcus Freeman, I believe, is like a coach. Like, coach, I'm going to get in the trenches with my guys, players coach. And I think that alone and then Notre Dame, those guys on that team understanding the significance of their coach getting that job are going to want to see him stay for a while. And so I think they rally around, and and I think they, they pull one off against Oklahoma State and start his tenure off in the right way.
0: So let me ask you this before we move on. Um, I pulled up here. it's what I'm looking at. If you're watching, I sent you this earlier this week about the committee will select teams using a process that distinguishes among otherwise comparable teams by considering. In other words, other words, comparable teams. One of the things they consider are other relevant factors such as unavailability of key players and coaches that may have affected a team's performance during the season or likely will affect its postseason performance. If Kelly, if Brian Kelly would have stayed, does Notre Dame get in over Cincinnati?
1: No, I don't think so. Cincinnati beat them. I think that that would be pure uproar if they would have did that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think you could have justify. I don't. At that point, you can't justify. It. They beat. It'd they be beat different if they. Yeah, if they hadn't house. played. It'd be different. But they played. Yeah, if that,
0: if that one loss was to someone else earlier in the year. Yeah.
1: Then we yeah. then we have a discussion, but they came to your house, they beat you and they beat you handedly. It wasn't yeah. like a close game. They beat you handedly. So no, I, I don't I don't think that changes anything. I think Cincinnati, they did what they were supposed to do. They're about to get their opportunity and you know, we'll see what happens. But I I'm pulling for coach, man. I, I want to see him do well, except when he plays Michigan. That other than that, I want you to do great, man. When win all the games you need to win.
0: All right. Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California. A, uh, the the granddaddy of them all, New Year's Day, Ohio State, Utah. I I really think this game, a big part of it's gonna come down to who actually plays. Yep. But and if if the players d- that I'd think won't play, don't play, I could see Utah handling Ohio State the same way they handled Oregon twice. But if the players I'm anticipating won't play, do play,
1: Yeah, I think Ohio State takes care of business. Well, I'll challenge that because I think a lot of people are saying there's Alave. Alave is a first-round draft pick. Wilson's a first-round draft pick this mm-hmm. year. Me, knowing being in the Big Ten, that bench is deep, though. So yeah. you got Jackson Smith, Enigma. You got Marvin Harrison, Jr., you got mm-hmm. Julian Fleming, who's the number one wide receiver, number two wide receiver like two classes ago. Like, the guys waiting to get their number called are, and then even if they don't go that way, I like um, Trevion Henderson at the running back spot. Mm-hmm. But I, I could see Utah making it a game. Utah, I, I could see them making it. I could actually see them, because here's, here's, here's where this gets interesting. If it gets tight, I don't know if I trust Ryan Day in the clutch. Mm. He's never had to coach We saw when the pressure was on him And everybody talks about Ryan Day's Second half adjustments And I said this before I said it earlier in the season I said it after we beat them This is his first year with just his people Um, This is his first year with just his guys That he's recruited And everyone says he's a second half Adjustments genius Mm -hmm. None of the adjustments he made in the second half Against Michigan made any It made zero difference They got outclassed they got out-punched in the face, and that's where I think I, I'm uncertain because if you, Utah wants to get in a dogfight, that's their game. Kyle Whittingham yeah. has those, but we want to get in a dogfight. Mm-hmm. If it comes down to a dogfight, I like Utah. Um, I'm just interested to see out of that matchup, I think Ohio State wins if if just one of those guys plays. So even if one guy opts out, whether Wilson or Alave, sure. I still think they're gonna win. And even if they both, I still like the the chances of them winning. But I'm interested to see can Ryan Day coach when it's tight. Because since he's been at Ohio State, he hasn't had to coach tight games. He yeah. until he got to the play. I mean Clemson blew him out the water, or whoever they blew him out. I think it was Clemson. Oh um, that was Bama. Maybe it was Bama. In the, in the championship. Yeah, Bama sorry, excuse me, Bama, and that team was unreal. Yeah. But so it wasn't even a close game. But it's like, yeah, I haven't. No, they did. They played Clemson that one year, that and it was a tight game. That was the, one, but then that, of course you had Justin Fields, who's the number nine okay, overall yeah, pick yeah, this yeah, past yeah. year. Yeah. So you don't. I'm just interested to see how he coaches moving forward. So if it's tight, I love Utah because they they seem to thrive in those situations. But um, like you said, if if Alave and Wilson figure, hey, let's go out, let's go out, let's all try to get a thousand yards and be probably the greatest, arguably yeah. one of the greatest trios because yeah. um, even Jefferson and all those guys didn't all get a thousand. so wow. if they do that I think they come out early and they just kind of you know they, they steamroll them and go home.
0: Well and the, what I can't get past and I know you're not supposed to do this because of when games were played and where what the teams how, you know what the team chemistry and morale and mm-hmm. how they were playing but I can't get past the team that beat Ohio State at Ohio State got blown out twice by Utah. True. I mean, I could. I, that, what a pathetic showing on Friday night for Oregon! I mean, the team that just absolutely embarrassed you a couple weeks ago—you get another shot at them, and you—you—it's like you didn't even show up to play.
1: Oh, um, well, makes sense now if their coach is getting ready to go to Miami. No,
0: I, which that's a whole other thing going on. You got—I I would really just—I'm asking anyone listening to this right now go to my Twitter. And watch the video that I made. (laughs) I'm so proud of it. Okay, I'm very proud of this video. And it's not going to get any attention. But, like, it's my perspective of what's happening with Miami. And I'll give you a hint. I took a clip from There's Something About Mary. So, please, go to it's at it's Trey Smith and watch that video. But, yeah, it does make sense if he's got one foot out the door. So, we'll see. I mean, Ohio State, in theory on paper, should. They should roll them. But Utah, man, Kyle's at Whittington. I mean, he's, he's been doing it for years. It's gonna be tough. He took care of Bama in the Sugar Bowl one year. He's, I mean, he he's just that dude, that Utah Ute dude. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's get to our last New Year's Six Bowl, which is in New Orleans on or New Year's Day. The Sugar now leans. Bowl. Now leans. We got the Baylor Bears and the Ole Miss Rebels.
1: What you got, B. Holmes? This is tough. You know, I got a little Ole Miss love this year, so <laughs> I've spent some time covering them, and I like Matt Corral. That. First of all, wait is is uh, Jerry is he injured? He did not play yesterday. Uh, Gary, yeah, Gary, yeah,
0: yeah. So he has a hamstring deal that kept him out. So their backup comes in though and throws three touchdowns, completes the most consecutive passes (laughs) in I think a Big Twelve championship history. I mean, doesn't even. It's like they don't even lose a step there. Yeah, they're they're. Identity is on their defense, which is odd because they play in the Big 12 and you don't expect that. Mm -hmm. Dude, between um, Terrell Bernard, which was who I said was their secret weapon, linebacker, and uh, Jalen Petrie, their all-conference – well, no, they're both all-conference, but Jalen Petrie was the the defensive player of the year for the Big 12. Like, those dudes are some dogs. And now, they haven't seen an offense like Ole Miss – but I think this is gonna be a good game.
1: I do too. I do too. I, I, um, I th- Matt Corral probably gonna play because I mean, he's, I was gonna say, is he for sure gonna play? I think he's probably gonna play. I don't. I'll text Tommy later this week. I'm sure Tommy Brooker knows. Um, if anybody knows, Tommy knows. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm sure he's probably gonna play. I think um, if he plays, I, I like Ole Miss. I think they're kind of at full strength now at the end of the season everybody's kind of healthy. Mac has probably now taken, what by, by the time they play, it will be like three, four weeks off. Mm. And it'll probably be his last little show. Cause it's between last time I checked the big board, he was number, he's supposedly going to be the second pick coming off the board. Um, second but quarterback. Not, yeah. No, okay. like the first, like the number two overall pick. I can't. Are you who, kidding me? No, Mel Kiper just put it up the other day. Was wow. it Mel Kiper or what? But I know now with Kenny Pickett, it's the battle between him and Pickett. So okay. if, I wonder if he's going to say, let me prove why I should be the first guy coming off the board. Um, but then, you know, anything can happen, man. random man, he has those guys. He has that defense juiced up, man. And I, um, it'd be interesting. Here's here's where the caveat comes in for me. Lane doesn't like to take the points. No. Lane does not like to take the points. <laughs> and if you let Baylor hang in his game, I think they could potentially pull the upset off my, my gut. I mean, my head is saying, go ahead and go with Ole Miss. Um too much firepower, too fast, too much speed, too mm-hmm. much skill. I mean, Baylor's. I mean, yes, they play in the Big Twelve, but they haven't seen speed, size, and skill like that. I mean, that's only reserved for the SEC. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna be blatantly honest about it. But if Lane is being Lane and not mm-hmm. taking the points, and you let Baylor hang around, I, you know, Oranda kind of has those guys. You know, they believe they've had a late season kind of surge, even though they had that early letdown. I think against TCU and. Since then, man, they've been they've been humming. So I like Ole Miss in this, especially with Lane just signing the big extension. I think he kinda of probably has a little something to prove to um to why he's worth the money he is and I think we'll see. But I so, like Ole Miss.
0: So he signed it because I read it wasn't going to be signed till Monday. He dropped the
1: video on Twitter.
0: Oh he did? Okay. Yeah, he dropped the video okay, on Twitter of so it's it's him official.
1: It said extension on the license plate. Okay, okay. Yeah, Thomas so, to
0: me. so then I guess uh the Ole Miss fans can quit sweating because when you got a guy like Lane Kiffin as your head coach and all these big jobs are opening, you know, you're, you're, you're sweating, wondering, Oh, 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 is he going to go here? Is he going to go there? I mean, good for them. You know, he'll be there another year. I still don't see him being at Ole Miss for the long haul. There's already now
1: arch. If he gets arch, I think he stays.
0: Yeah, man. I see. I feel like arch wants to go somewhere else, but we'll see. Um, Now there's smoke around his O.C., possibly going to O.U. as the O.C. Mm. You know, at that point, it would just have to come down to money because I'm sure they're about to break the bank to keep Kiffin, and that's going to dip into his uh, coaching budget, like assistance budget, Uh, I think. Maybe not. Maybe Ole Miss will, will just, you know, empty the pockets empty the bank to keep everybody. But I also wonder with a coach like Kiffin, I mean, does it matter who his OC is? Like, he's the... He's He's a genius. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's the prodigy. Like, he's the offensive guru behind everything. You know, he can bring anyone in as long as they're competent and coachable Mm -hmm. and things like that. However, should Lebby... Get the opportunity. It sounds like Venables is going to be the guy at OU. Yeah. So, should he get the opportunity to go be his OC where you know at that point he would have full control of the offense, that could go one of two ways. That could impact the bowl game one of two ways. It could impact it one way where Lane calls the game and Ole Miss scores more points than they've scored all year because (laughs) he's, you know, you can't take that that away from him. He's a tremendous play caller and, and play designer and like how he stacks plays. I just, That's what they say about him. He teaches these young OCs how to take their system, which between Briles and Levy and kind of their veer and shoot background, he shows them how to add wrinkles to to make one play set up another play. I don't know. I think if this game's a blowout, it's because it's Ole Miss doing the blowing out. But if it's a close game, I think Baylor wins it. I need to think on that one a little more. I need to see who's playing. Um, and I'm just, I'll be curious to see Corral, man. I've never felt like his game translates well to the NFL, but what do I know? He may end up somewhere get in a great system and end up being, uh, great. (laughs) I just worried, man. He, I mean, can his body take the the pounding that, you know, comes along with playing in the NFL? Well, I I
1: think also that the, um, because of how he, no, let me clarify. Yeah. Because of how
0: he plays, I mean, quarterbacks are the yeah. most protective players on the field. Don't get me wrong, but like, he he's one of those like he just takes off and zigzags up and down the field, and all year when I've watched Ole Miss, I'm going, man, is he gonna make it to the end of the season? Just kind of how he's been used.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing I don't like. They kind of use him. Uh, they ran him a ton this year, which. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, but that's I his know.
0: game. That's what Rich Rod did when Rich Rod was the Ole Miss uh, OC.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
0: I mean, but
1: I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I'll, 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 I'll be, be shocked if he's the second man. player
0: off the board, though. If the second, if he's the second pick in the draft, that would surprise me.
1: I'm trying to find I, I meant to send it to you when I saw it the other day. Somebody had him as number two. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at one right now. Houston Texans, Matt Corral. Wow. Okay. I would well, be really shocked if they did that.
0: Well, you know how those things fluctuate over the next four or five months between right. now and draft season. But if that's a legitimate thing, that could impact whether or not he plays in the Sugar Bowl.
1: If <sighs> if he's getting that type of buzz, man, I don't go. I don't play. There's no need for me to play. But you
0: also know his loyalty to Kiffin. He obviously has tremendous loyalty to the university. I don't know. I mean, I think one of the last kind of top picks that played uh was what, I think one of them was Dalvin Cook against Michigan. And yes. uh was it the Fiesta Bowl or something? Oh God, let's not talk about that. I know. Yeah. We won't. We won't get on <laughs> yeah, that. We we'll won't bring the up Fiesta old stuff. Ball. Yeah. All right, let's get these last two games. So we're going to talk about these last two New Year's Day Bowls. We've got the Citrus Bowl and the Outback Bowl. We don't have to spend a lot of time on them. Obviously, there's one that I'm going to talk about. But Iowa, Kentucky, I like Kentucky. I think that, um, I mean, might be a good game, kind of similar styles. I think Kentucky probably has, well, I think they have more, more team speed collectively um they've disappointed me a little bit with a couple of their losses this season but i like kentucky winning that game i don't really have much else to say on it i mean we saw we saw what michigan did to iowa
1: <laughs> saturday night and <laughs> it, it was ugly and they got ugly fat yeah i just i think um if, if kentucky doesn't bring their o i think that's where iowa Iowa's defense is legit I mean, people are gonna say no, turnover machines, good. man. Yeah, you know, they're not gonna say no. It's because y'all, put, we did put, but to their defense, to their defense, they missed two early shots that probably mm. would. I still think we would have won the game, but it would have yeah. been a tougher game. They they missed a, they missed two, they missed two big shots that they should have had. Um, and and Iowa normally doesn't miss those plays, which was shocking to me that they missed them. Um. So and then they lead. They're they're statistically. I mean, they no. They lead the nation in interceptions and they're one of the top takeaway teams in the country. So I think if you know Kentucky rolls in like, oh, we're SEC and this is Iowa, it could become a long day for them because you know. And if they can't stop the run, which I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of Kentucky. I think Iowa can give them. Because matter of fact, didn't they play that bowl game? No, that that was against LSU when they threw the hail mary at the end and they won. But I think Iowa keeps it competitive. Kentucky, I mean,
0: they're usually a team built to stop the run. Uh, Mark Stoops, um, I mean, that's he, he, he's and he and he's staying. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. And then my beloved Razorbacks got the New Year's Day Bowl. You got my, it. My big thing with that was two twofold. and I did a whole video about this already. It's it's a, it's separate from the podcast. It's on our channel, but you know it, it picked up like six thousand views because yeah, Razorback Nation. I just thank crazy. you, Razorback Nation. I love you. I love being a part of you. Um but I was talking about why I felt like Arkansas deserved a New Year's Day bowl and why yeah. I wanted them to get a New Year's Day bowl. One was to get a quality opponent. And right. and it's funny because some people are kind of griping about Penn State. Oh, they're seven and five. No, Penn State's a good team. Like they they
1: outside of the SEC West, they play in the toughest division in college football
0: correct and they certainly underachieved from what it looked like they might be able to do coming off that wide out victory against Auburn right but I think this is a good game I think Arkansas will still be able to establish the run we'll have everybody playing um, I can't imagine Traylon Burks not playing in this game even though he would be the one guy I would see like I think he's gonna you think he's gonna play oh yeah Dude, there's still some smoke about him maybe coming back. I just saw I well, on a massive nil deal. Okay. With you know Northwest Arkansas, we got Tyson Chicken, Walmart. Yeah. I mean, we, there, there's some there's like three or four Fortune 500 companies right there. They can
1: make it this So time.
0: and it could just be chatter. I don't see it happening. I see him being potentially the first receiver or second receiver off the board, being a first. Yeah, they round have
1: the peg coming to Detroit.
0: Yeah. Which you'd be getting a heck of a player, and I hope that I,
1: happens, B-Holmes, be because
0: I'm buying his NFL jersey. <laughs> I would uh, be so I'm thankful. just hoping he doesn't go to the Eagles. But uh, yeah. I, I am I am buying his NFL jersey wherever he goes. But I, yes, I, I just I don't see him not playing in that game. Yeah. Um, and it would just be, but quality opponent was the first reason, and the second reason is just the practice time. We've got so much young talent, young players, and I don't know what the rules would be Um, with Hazelwood, but if he's enrolled and he's able to participate in those bowl practices, not so he can play in the games, but just so he can start getting reps within the system, um, that's that's really what bowl season's all about when you're you're where Arkansas is right now, and then trying to set the stage for maybe making a a, a run at a New Year's Six Bowl next year. But my goodness, dude, our non-conference schedule next year, we open the season with Cincinnati. We play BYU on the road. Like, those Mm. are two of our four plus the SEC West. I'm not going to get too far into that, but still, we'll have KJ coming back, pretty much our entire stable of running backs coming back, nearly our entire offensive line. And we've got young guys coming up who are developing in the system. But I like Arkansas winning this game, getting to nine and four, first nine win season since two thousand eleven. Crazy. Mm. Um I don't know be Holmes, it's like both of our teams are, are, are finally starting to kind of get over this massive hump and it seems like all you and I needed to do was start a podcast.
1: I mean that that's <laughs> seriously what it's looking like. I think I like um I like you guys. I've watched enough I mean, because I do a podcast with you, I, I watch Arkansas now. Um <laughs> <laughs> so y'all can put up points. Yeah, I, I I think it depends what what type of Sean Clifford is playing with Penn State. What which Sean Clifford comes out now? He's probably had some mm. time to heal because um, he just got his butt busted the last couple weeks of the season. Um, but you know what? No, nope. I'm gonna take that back. It doesn't matter what Sean Clifford you guys put out there. Their offensive tackles are trash. They're horrible. Excuse me. Let me not say that. That's wrong. I don't like judging athletes like that. They're they're not playing well. Mm. Um, let me pull back the trash statement. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, got you. let me pull that back. Um, they just haven't been playing well. And and I think they're like freshmen. They haven't been playing. I mean, Aiden Hutchison and Ojabo went for like eight sacks on them on their own. So I just, yeah, I, I like Arkansas on that one, no no matter what Sean. Now, Tony Franklin is known. Not Tony Franklin. That's the – James Franklin. From, I'm with you, though. James Franklin. Tony Franklin is a The Tony Franklin seat. system. Yeah, ton, the, yes, yes. We went to the camp in high school. So <laughs> – me and Tommy Brooker have Air so beard. many jokes about that. Oh, guys, like when the like anyways. the foot fire. Did you learn yes, that one? Yes, the foot fire <laughs> hand. <laughs> we like, <laughs> yeah, we we ran that system my senior year of high school. Uh, okay. Anyways, anyways, James Franklin is known to um. He's known to pull out a nice little win every now and then. You know, he just signed the big-time extension. Yeah. He might be like, ah, all right, let me go ahead and get one. And, you know, they have, like, the number. They have one of the top ten recruiting classes in the country. So he might try to put on, you know, big to destroy. show these recruits, like, hey, we're, we're moving in the right direction. This was an off year for us. We didn't, you know. you Because mm-hmm. you can call, you, you can kind of pin the underachieving on Clifford. Clifford got hurt. Our backup was like a true freshman. He wasn't mm. ready, but you saw before because we said it and it's on wax. If Clifford never gets hurt, they they beat Iowa. Iowa, yeah. And now that that team with that type of momentum is looking a lot different. Different going into the season. So, um, but I I just think you guys are a little bit too much for them. So I wouldn't be shocked if Penn State pulled it off because James Franklin is known to to pull something out of his hat. You know that's that's what got him that contract at Penn State. He beat Ohio State that one time. He kind of upset Michigan State that one time. He's he's hammered Michigan like twice. He's known like to kind of just every year he kind of has that marquee win, and he hasn't had one this year. So I like you guys to win that. But if somehow they came out and played the game of their lives and ended up winning eight ball games and. That helped them into the recruiting trail. It, it wouldn't shock me, but I like Arkansas in that
0: game. Yeah, I'm trying to set up. I want to do a sidebar video, either with you as just a Big Ten rep or like an actual Penn State fan, because I just want to know, like, hey, do y'all have anybody that can stop trailing Burks? Do y'all have anybody that can bring down KJ Jefferson by himself? Do you have anybody that, you know? Yeah, their defense is what's nice your though. Front. I'll give Penn like. State.
1: Penn State has their. De- if it wasn't for. Aiden and Ajabo A lot more people Would be talking And the Big Ten Would be talking Mm -hmm. about Penn State's defensive front They have a very Strong They they made it really hard To run the football on Now Their secondary Is I think Underrated Joey Porter The former um, Linebacker uh, Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers His Mm -hmm. son plays corner For Penn State He's nice He is nice no, I'm not saying. I'm saying like, can he cover trailing? Yeah, I don't know. Trailing's a future first round draft pick. I don't I think those guys, you don't cover them. You just
0: yeah. hope. he outran the entire uh, Alabama secondary. Yeah, it's like so. I just
1: hope he doesn't go for ten yards and ten catches and two hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns. Like you just hope he doesn't just yeah, he's gonna right. he's gonna catch on you. Um so I, I think they'll be able to compete, but I think in the long run, y'all'll probably pull off third quarter, fourth quarter and really open the game up.
0: Well I uh I DM'd Micah Parsons, a Cowboys freakishly talented linebacker who I was high on from bef- since before the draft. I've yep. got and I've got the receipts to prove that. But it's not about that. But I DM'd him, told him he needs to make a bet with Jerry Jones and if he loses he has to wear a razorback jersey, and then I asked him, Hey man, I, I want to get a Penn State person on the on the podcast to talk about or on a video to talk about this bowl game. Let me know if you got any recommendations. So let's see if old Micah hits me back. Come on, uh, Micah. Probably yeah, no, come on, bro. So that's all we're gonna talk about today, uh, bowl games wise. Uh, stay tuned to our social media accounts uh, at It's Trey Smith or at Blue Blood CGT on everything else. If you're watching this and you've stuck it out for this full hour, go ahead and subscribe. Like if you go literally ahead, just watched this entire hour, <laughs> you may as well subscribe to the channel. Might as well. My quick uh, Blue Bloods double dribble. For this week, which I know okay. most people, if you're still listening at this point, you don't care about that because you're here for the football content, but basketball content is double dribble was the same day that Alabama upsets number one, Georgia yeah, and wins the SEC that. championship, Alabama basketball upsets the Gonzaga okay, yeah. Bulldogs. Gosh. So they were undefeated against the Bulldogs on Saturday in both football and basketball. And I'm sitting there texting my buddy who who is a Bama guy. I'm like, you know, I, I just can't think of a more deserving fan base. I mean, y'all just waited <laughs> so long. It's almost been a full calendar year since your last national title. Seriously. Only, you know, who, who, who deserves a sec championship and an upset over Gonzaga in the same day. I mean, I just, God, it drives crazy. me crazy. It's a rich, just get richer. But I can't complain because I'm loving what my hoops hogs are doing. Uh, If you had not watched it, uh, if you're a Razorback fan listening right now, go watch my video about the one key stat that could take Arkansas to the uh, final four. I got a little formula of how they performed through their first seven, eight games of the season and what they're averaging in double figures. And it's a team stat that is, if they can sustain it through the rest of the season and conference play, watch out for them come tournament time. Um, all the socials, YouTube, hey, we're, we're our next goal right now. I'm just gonna put it out there. Our next goal is a thousand subscribers. So we set our original goal. We here. wanted to get to a hundred, we hit a hundred. Now we're setting it for a thousand. So we're aiming for a thousand. Uh, we'll put progress checks towards a thousand uh, updates out as we get there, but beholds, we had a really productive championship weekend. I think we, we may have added 55 to 60 uh, new subscribers. Uh, just on, you know, content we've been putting out and and it's obviously an exciting time in college football. So like we said last week, man, we're we're just fans just like you listening to this or watching this and and we're trying to see what we can build this thing into.
1: Yeah, guys. So thank you, man, for joining us. Make sure you follow Trey on Twitter at It's Trey Smith. You can follow me at Twitter at at Real Homes. Follow our podcast at Blue Blood CGT. That's on all platforms, Twitter, mm. Instagram, TikTok. Um, and we just thank you guys for always supporting us. Make sure you subscribe, man. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. This is a, a podcast for the fans, by the fans. And as always, well, some of y'all didn't play this week, so <laughs> I'm going to enjoy my win because my team played this week. Um, And if your team played and lost, Rusty and Laurels, get ready for bowl season. Hey, Yes. Itty. Shout out to people like Tommy Brooker who said, I don't really watch college basketball, but I got to watch it now because y'all are going to talk about hey, it and it gives me a reason to listen. yeah so, You won't regret man, it, TB. You won't regret it. College so basketball a college is a beautiful thing. thing. Yeah, man. We're going to have some good things. Be on the lookout for our for our college pickums. Uh our, our, our group. We're going to go out. We've got some prizes coming to you guys' way.
0: Hey, hey, hey. In fact, since you said that, let me just pull this up to make sure I don't miss – Ole Miss had a big upset. Ole, Ole Miss did Hoops. Uh, oh, was it Memphis, I believe? I think it was yep. Memphis. Saturday, was Memphis. they upset the number 18 Memphis Tigers, coached by Penny Hardaway. Talked about that last week. And uh, assistant Larry Brown, uh, Ole Miss Hoops. Uh, Kermit, I think, is their head coach's name. So I'll throw that little uh, nugget out there for TB. Oh, yes, uh, sir. T. Brooks.
1: So, uh, yeah. Yeah. College last hoops, thing, man, it's coming fast and furious. Before we get out of here, because we didn't cover it, shout out to Dion, man, Dion, Coach yes, Prime, yes. the boys at Jackson State. We've showed them love all season. They just won. They're going to the celebration Bowl. Yes, and man, it's it's going to be a, State. It's going to be a good good one. So shout out Coach Prime, man.
0: We'll do a separate video just spotlighting that. Yep. So if you're a listener, you're going to need to get on our YouTube so you can see some of our quote-unquote bonus content that uh, we drop in addition to our podcast. But I think we're going to do two separate videos this week for sure. One on Quinn Yours, who's in the transfer portal. He's currently in Lubbock, Texas right now. Uh, we could get a decision on him pretty quick, so we'll have one on him. We'll have one on Coach Prime in Jackson State versus South Carolina State in the yes, Celebration sir. Bowl. And uh, who knows? Could be a couple other ones dropping. So go to our youtube subscribe and uh we'll we'll holler at you next week man, I
1: love peace college, hey. college football hey. i love march madness hey. man i love college